ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jacob Gaffney. I'm the editor-in-chief of Housing Wire, and this is the Housing Wire News Podcast, our podcast that focuses on the latest news and views as they're happening on housingwire.com. Uh, this is sponsored by our partners at Blend. Blend is a digital mortgage platform that streamlines the loan process with an efficient, secure, and transparent customer experience. With over $1 billion in loans processed daily, every Blend partnership is benchmarked on delivering a truly exceptional customer experience. To learn more, as always, visit Blend at their website, blend.com. Now we're going to talk about the major stories this week on Housing Wire. We have with us Alpa Lolly, the Vice President of Experience Data Business. She's going to speak to us in a second personally about the impact of having a limited credit history, new forms of data streams, improving access to credit for consumers, and with the latest mortgage news, the Mortgage Credit Standards Availability Index from the MBA has shown us that credit standards continue to loosen and people continue to move away at at a slow rate away from government-sponsored mortgages and loans in favor of embracing non-QM lending. We're still a long way away from seeing major market share or major shifts in any of this area, but there you have it. Mortgage credit standards are loosening. Now, that's on the product side. Alpa is going to tell us a little bit after a quick introduction about how alternative data can help on the consumer side of that, aren't you, Alpa? Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone? Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me, Jacob. Uh, as Jacob mentioned, my name is Alpa Lally. I run our data business in North America for our core credit business under Consumer Information Services. Uh, my responsibilities include uh, everything and anything related to alternative data and what that really translates into the consumers and how it can really enable them by participating and enabling credit transactions and having more leverage in the financial ecosystem and what that really means to them going forward. Thank you for and having I, me again. Thank you so much. And I do want to actually put in something that's quite interesting. You're actually, as we speak, at Finnovate. So she's not even, she's, okay. she, this is not, she's, Alpha's not a mouthpiece, ladies and gentlemen. She is actually speaking right now to the lenders, to, uh, to people in the credit market. She practices what she preaches. She's out at a very, very busy and just hopping conference and she's taking the moment to speak to us. So thank you for that. How's that, how's that conference going? How's Finnovate going anyway? The conference is going fantastic. We just, uh, we just finished watching our own president, Alex Littner, talk about the importance of alternative data and the new solutions and innovations that Experian is is uh, bringing to the market right now and addressing how we're addressing the 100 million consumers out there on how they can have better access or fairer access to credit, um, whether they're a thin file or known hits or just have, you know, no opportunities. They may just be an immigrant. But the conference, like you mentioned, is, is, is fantastic. We're speaking to a lot of um, critical players like Deserve, Prosper, Affirm, all of these uh, key fintech lenders um, that are just breaking, um, you know, new ways of innovating into the marketplace and allowing consumers really to get access again and partnering with us in many ways as well. So it's been a fantastic conference so far. A couple more hours to go. Um, we've got a, a lot of engagement. We've, um, from an experience perspective, we've been working with them and showing them demos of our new solutions, talking to them about alternative data. It's been great so far. 
And this alternative data thing, this is no longer just a concept. It's actually really becoming its own cottage industry in its own right. And it is becoming vital, I think, to getting a fuller picture of what the consumer is capable of doing and, and what they almost deserve. It's, it's a much fuller picture of their ability to take on debt, to handle debt, to pay their bills. And I just, I got to say that I'm a big fan of anything that's related to alternative credit modeling. And I think that to have you on here um, telling us about some of your advancements, give us an idea of what uh, those lenders are asking, what they're looking for, and what you guys are doing to help consumers improve their own credit profiles. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let me level set real quick. So when we refer to alternative credit data, that's very different than our traditional credit data that's available today. So when you think about your traditional credit data, historically, that's always been about, you know, trade line information, inquiry information, public record information related mostly to bankruptcies, liens, judgment. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about alternative credit data, what we're really referring to is alternative um, credit data. So it's all FCRA compliant, um, displayable and disputable by the consumer. But within our own ecosystem, to your point, it's not just a concept anymore, right? We look at um, other types of data that's available. So for example, we look at rental data, right? We have uh, information on consumers that have been paying their rent to landlords and property data. That's alternative data. We have full file public records, right? So not just looking at whether you have a bankruptcy or lien or judgment on your file, but, you know, property and asset information, education information. Are you, do you have a professional license information? That's all part of the ecosystem. And not to mention there another data, critical data asset for us is along the lines of Clarity, our recent acquisition of Clarity about a year and a half ago, which primarily served the subprime market. And these are consumers that just didn't have means or access to the traditional um, credit ecosystem or were able to get financing or opportunities through that traditional method. So they usually went to um, cash advances or short-term lending or payday lending and had to resort to different means to help mm -hmm you know, participate in that economy. And the fact of the matter is, those are these are consumers that each one of us knows, right? So yeah. it could be someone that is just new to credit. It could be yeah. an immigrant into a country. It could yes. be uh, someone who just has a thin file. But that's really where alternative data is no longer a concept. And it really helps us paint this fuller picture of a consumer, right? With their ability to pay, willingness, stability, but helps them get better access overall to mm -hmm. what they deserve and, you know, really reflect on, you know, that they are able to, you know, um, participate in this economy. And it's, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm with you, like I said, I'm a big fan and, and you kind of jog my memory there when we had an event uh, at when housing Wire had an event and we had a media partnership with Univision down here in the great state of Texas. And that was when we, when we got together and, and we went to Univision and we were like, well, what do your viewers want when it comes to finances? Uh, and, and they told us these stories about how these payday lenders operate, how they almost, uh, it's almost predatory in nature. And I know that's a very, you know, incendiary thing to say, but I, but that's just the way it looks. And when you talk about um, immigrants who come to this country searching for the American dream, I think the least we could do is give them a fair shot at it. And I, and, and I really applaud 
Experian for giving lenders a clearer picture because if lenders don't have confidence, then the mm -hmm. consumer won't have confidence. So, uh, so providing that is, is just, is just great, great news. And you mentioned, you know, you're, you're, you had mentioned, um, that immigrant status before. I want to I want to talk about that a little bit more because mm -hmm. your personal history in this nation is a bit it's 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 rubbing shoulders with what we're talking about, isn't it? Like you know we exactly. we, we, we spoke in the past, and you have a truly unique and fascinating uh, personal history to credit, not just with immigrant status, but with a with a with a, with a life-changing event uh, that I'll let you get into because, yep. you know, I, I, I'm going to tread lightly into your into your personal affairs. And I generally try to avoid them, but Alpa, you've got a great story. Why don't you tell us a little bit about why you feel so passionate about credit, uh, credit worthiness and consumers? Absolutely. So um, as you mentioned just a couple seconds ago, so I'm I'm an immigrant. So I moved um, to this country about 11, 11 and a half years ago. And um, when I came over, none of my credit information was brought with me. Right. That's just that, you know, due to laws and regulations that that doesn't exist. And so I had to figure out how to build my credit. I was fortunate at the time where I was, I came in, um, I got married. So my husband helped me at that time. You know, he mm -hmm. added me on as authorized users um, for his credit cards, right? But what I wasn't part of the industry, um, so I didn't really know how to build my own credit. And so I thought by getting added on as an authorized user, didn't really, really go get any credit cards, didn't, you know, didn't have any really access or building any type of history of my own. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, I entered the, in, to the industry. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I was just saying, but you were married, right? So it was, I was uh, married. So, that, so that is not unnatural behavior. It's for not, your significant exactly. Other to, 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 you know, have them, you know, issue, you know, a credit card from the, from their account or whatever. You both log in, you see it, but you're not getting the the credit kudos for any of that behavior. And, uh, you know, some sometimes life happens when you're making other plans, right? Exactly. So fast forward, I enter the industry. I start to figure out, right, how to build credit. So I slowly start opening some credit cards, right, really building up what I needed to do. And the reality is it does take time, right? You need, you know, you need history, you need the right amount of credit cards or debt, you know? And so you start doing that, but then take another step forward. As you mentioned, I experienced a significant life event. I got divorced. Mm. And so at that moment, you know, without diving too much into my personal details, I was one of those situations where divorce dramatically impacted my credit, right? And credit people card don't bills were getting high. You know, people um, don't know that. Yeah, people don't know that, that how damaging div divorce can be. It's almost it's 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 it, dare I say, and don't let me put words in your mouth, but getting a divorce may have put you even further past zero than when you initially arrived in the country. Because you're not did, starting, you're starting a negative. You're absolutely yeah. right, and and divorce doesn't necessarily always impact your credit, right? But there are certain situations where it does, because you're tied to you know joint accounts and joint mm -hmm. credit cards mortgages, you know, in my case, massive divorce bills, right? So that's where you start to look at, you know, alternative data means or alternative credit bureaus to start to, you know, just stay afloat, right? You have to go to these other lenders to kind of 
make your ends meet while you're going through these proceedings. And then even after you're done, you, you have to rebuild your life, right? And this is where Experian as, and our mission of being the Consumers Bureau really starts to help, right? So if we think about products like, Alt, um, like Experian Boost, today, now, if I go into Experian.com and sign up for an Experian account, I have access to a product called Boost. And through that, I give permission for them to come in, look at my bank account, and give me credit for bills that I've been paying for, such as utilities like water, um, gas, electric, um, mobile cell phones. And that gets immediately written to my traditional credit report. Right. And so, therefore, my score is boosted up, and it actually changes real time. So now lenders can now paint a different picture of who I am and what I'm actually capable, but I'm getting credit for something that I've been doing already for a long time, paying my bills, right? Paying my rent, as we are talking about alternative data, is another means of like where we leverage that alternative data to paint that different picture. But products and solutions like this, it gives me hope, right? I have a chance now to like have better access to credit to not have to, you know, stretch or make ends meet because cons consumers deserve that right. And lenders now have that holistic picture of, yeah, Elpa may have gotten a couple personal loans in the past and, you know, that may be reported in different means, but I also have this ability to permission my data in real time to help me boost my credit score. These are just great, great products that are out there from an Experian perspective, but again, coming back to, it changed my life. It's changing mm -hmm. my life, right? And it, I go go back to, I. you do need time. You do need to be educated on how to build credit, how to build good credit, how to maintain that. But it's no longer just a waiting game. It's real instantaneous hope, and I can fulfill that. Well, that's great. And we're, we're running up to the end of our time here. And I know you have a, a, a great message and a big conference to share that with. I hope that uh, the listeners out there also go forward and, and spread some of the love we had today because I'm with you 110% that, you know, if you can create a picture of someone who is responsible with their bills, then you, we can extend responsible homeownership to them. And there's yeah. nothing that helps people build their their lives to, than, than equity and property to have their own place to call home. It helps the community. It helps from the community. It goes local. It goes state. It goes national. Mm -hmm. So it's just uh, amazing that we have, you know, passionate proponents such as you just out there uh, basically fighting for people who can afford to pay their bills to get a house and, and get in on the game and start to build a little bit of wealth in their lives. I think that's just an amazing uh, vision and we support you 100% and uh, love, love, love having you on the show. Perfect. Thank you. I, well, thank you for having me today. Um, and as, you, as you've heard, I'm very passionate about this. Mm -hmm. As a Consumers Bureau, we want to continue to enable our consumers, help them get that fairer access to credit, get rid of that stigma that it's, you know, it's these edge cases, edge cases that are subprime, you know, consumers. It's just not simply true. And we have the data now that's available and it can really paint that holistic picture for the consumers and bring a lot of benefit to each and every one of them. 
I, I agree, and we're we're with you there on the uh, the new kind of lender, um, and how we will not return to the subprime. We were well beyond that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We have been speaking to Appa Lali, the Vice President of Experience Data Business, who is joining us from the Finovate Conference in San Francisco. I've been your host, Jacob Gaffney. This has been the Housing Wire News Podcast. Alba, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.